The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino and joining me today are Michael Wandy and Simon Holdsworth. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. As we were getting set up, the one thing that we all agreed upon is that we were ready to just get this over with and whine about the game. So let's get to it. Uh, week This week, this past week, the 49ers hosted the Indianapolis Colts in what was actually quite the monsoon. <laughs> which also hit the North Bay. Uh, We were hunkered down watching the game in utter disgust. Uh, Started off strong. I was really excited with the nine-point lead, and then it all went to heck, you guys. What the heck? Same procedure as every game. (laughs) It's rinse and repeat, isn't it, at the moment? It feels like it. It's very reminiscent of, like, 2016, 2015, that time zone, you know? Yeah, we've got we've got two guys balling out really, and that's um, Elijah Mitchell and and Debo Samuel. But apart from that, there's nobody really showing up. And you know, question marks have to be asked to the coaching, um, the defensive uh, pass interference, and the penalties are coming back to haunt us again. And it's it's just like I thought we got past this, but it's like someone's put us all in a DeLorean and we've gone back back to the future. And uh, yeah, we're we're there again, aren't we? If, if I wouldn't know better, I would say uh, Shanahan wants to be fired. <laughs> well, Jimmy Garoppolo definitely showed that that was his worst showing and really fired up the fan base behind Trey Lance. Jimmy went 16 for 27 for 181 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, 60.9 passer rating, while Carson Wentz went 17 for 26 for 150 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 106.2 passer rating, which is obviously much more respectable. So we've been talking about it all season. We're going to continue talking about it. We're going to beat this horse, horse to death. But Shanahan has already come out behind Garoppolo, but there's no conviction behind his statement is there not at all no i think he's i think he's still hedging his bets i'm i'm guessing that he doesn't want to risk throwing his um putting his eggs in the trey lance basket if trey lance is still injured he's kind of got to say that that jim is his guy un- until he's 100 percent convinced that trey lance is fit i just i just don't see how jimmy recovers from this i really don't sadly as well may i add yeah i have a little bit the feeling that uh Jimmy plays bad on purpose. Um, and now it sounds crazy, but uh, since uh, the start of the season, he is playing worse every game. I mean, the last time when I was here, we already said it, that was his worst game. And then he went even worse than that game. I have a hard time buying into conspiracy theories like that, only because any competitor is always going to want to try and do their absolute best no one wants to get fired no one wants to be a laughing stock so i I really have a hard time buying that garoppolo and shanahan are trying to get fired um i think garoppolo peaked in 2019 and we just didn't realize it and that injury in 2020 basically sealed the deal and that was it he's done 
J- Jimmy Jimmy has got psychological issues with regards to getting hit. I think that injury has you can see he plays scared. When it, you know, whereas Trey Lance is probably the other way and probably thinks you know he, he puts his head in places that he shouldn't do for a quarterback, and he's already suffered injuries because of that. Jimmy just seems to he can't elongate a play because he just when the pressure starts building on him, you can see he's visibly visibly his legs start to dance and he gets visibly scared. And he, I just don't know. I just don't think we'll ever see Jimmy hit at the heights of like you say twenty nineteen ever again. I really don't. The, the problem I have with uh, with all of this is Jimmy always wasn't the best quarterback, but at least he was reliable, and he loses that touch. Yeah. But I think I think going to Simon's point that playing scared would definitely affect your performance, and and you would become inconsistent. Yeah, you would. Yep. He panics. You know, so I can see that. I can see absolutely. But if if but if you are scared on the field, I mean, you should uh, take uh, the high road and do what um, uh, the last quarterback of the Colts before Andrew Luck, uh, Andrew Luck did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and say, okay, I quit. My my body isn't working for me anymore. Instead of uh, making a smiley face and. Uh, more ruining your own team than helping them well and again the competitor he hasn't gotten to that point yet where he no. sees that you know and, and, and he's and he's and he's physically fit he's not his body letting him down it's a psychological issue that maybe he doesn't want to admit because the minute you're a qb and you say i'm frightened of getting hit and i'm not going to stay in the pocket and you know i'm i'm i get skittish and i'm going to throw interceptions when i'm put under pressure you don't have a job anymore Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Exactly. You are un- you are unemployable. But uh, then uh, going back to the nineties, uh, didn't the Forty ers uh, were one team uh, who first employed uh, like a psychology help for the players? Maybe they should do it again if uh, Jimmy's head isn't in the game. Maybe absolutely. So. I, yeah, maybe I am so. all for that. Anything to. You know, mental health has got such a stigma in society as it is, and I yeah. appreciate the NFL for stepping up and players for stepping up and addressing it, and I think it needs to be continually addressed and continually talked about, not just in this situation, but in general. Yeah, as I, I know Steve Young played with anxiety through mm-hmm. his whole career. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he actually, every game, every game, he would have to go throw up before he hit the field every single game that is a mm-hmm. well-known story yeah so. absolutely yeah yeah i mean yeah again our shining star debo Samuel, he got 100 yards i wonder how much he's gonna get this year hopefully he doesn't get hurt <laughs> <laughs> it's just i'm in this i'm in this place guys with this team where i'm like we're so talented we're so close and we keep shooting ourselves in the foot it's almost like you know how they script the first 15 plays? Yeah. It's like they script the first 15 plays, they execute them perfectly. Okay, maybe not perfectly, but they execute them well. And then it all goes to hell in a handbasket. Sorry, all goes to heck, you know, because they don't have a game plan. Uh, that's what it feels like to me, and I'm frustrated with that. I think... Go on, sorry, Michael, you go. I think they're... There's the problem lies in our wide receiver core as well because uh, one guy at Twitter said it nice. Um, 
the opponents know on third downs we try to get the ball to Samuel mm -hmm. and they cover him and the other wide receivers have to step up to get this uh, coverage from uh, Debo or uh, to be free. And uh, Jimmy always only looks uh, on uh, Samuel. I rewatched the game and they, they were right. Mm -hmm. On third downs, he looks at Debo and yeah. the, the opponent knows, oh, the ball goes to Debo. And I think there lies a problem that Uh, unlike uh, uh, Debo, the other wide receivers are do not uh, consistent as well to help out uh, Jimmy. Uh, I'm, I think if, if he had more than one security blanket, that would help Jimmy as well. I, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times on the show that one thing that bothers me about Jimmy and will continue to bother me until he changes it is that it certainly appears to me like he is only looking at his first read. Yeah. I mean, there are times he is literally looking for Kittle or Samuel. I mean, I know Kittle's injured, but, you know, he's looking for one of two people, and that's it. He's not looking at anyone else. Meanwhile, you've got Ayuk down the road there, all wide open. Nobody's touching him. But going through your possess uh, possession uh, progressions yeah. um, requires time in the pocket. And, yeah, and he doesn't. And he doesn't like to have time in the pocket. He's, you know, he has to. You, you have to move about in the NFL to get time in the pocket now. Vast majority of the time, mm -hmm. and he just doesn't do it. And and obviously or have that to, confidence to stand there and trust your offense. Precisely. Line to keep so he's going to go to his first read, and you know what? He starts getting nervous. He's going to try and fit the ball into that window, no matter what the coverage is. And it all and comes back to that psychological piece. 100%. Yeah, and, and, and you mentioned really Ayuk. <laughs> Why is Brandon Ayuk not getting utilized? There's something. Uh -huh. massively wrong with that whole story i don't i don't yeah. i don't get it we, there's something that the fans don't know that's going on inside because it just doesn't make any sense and you said coverage i mean our o-line especially the right side when trent and Leighton tomlinson play uh, the left side uh, is as stable as it can be but the right yeah. side is our weak uh, side uh, in our offense line especially mike mcclinchy isn't improving he is uh, uh -huh. regressing Yeah. each season and uh i mean yeah that's the side uh jimmy sees so he knows i was going to say that, as, a, as a quarterback you want the right if, if it was going to be any weeks yeah. you want it to be the right for as a right-handed quarterback you want it to be the right-hand side because that's where your vision is right yeah but uh when you know they are constantly coming over that side i mean that yeah. uh, is on your psyche too yeah of course Well, yeah, because you can't, I mean, he obviously can't trust McGlinchey to keep him protected. Yeah. We've been complaining about McGlinchey all year, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe um, not on the show, but I've been seeing it on Twitter as well. So I'm, I mean, Joe Staley even said uh, Jimmy doesn't bring it, and that's a hard judgment by a former player teammate. who played, yeah, teammate, yeah. Who, who's normally yeah. pretty resistant to, criti to criticizing people, mm -hmm. isn't he? Joey's yeah, he, pretty fair. Well, and he was and a he, supporter of Jimmy at the beginning as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was yeah. the last one of the NBC guys who uh, jumped on the yep. tra train. Yeah. It, you know, it's 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 like with me. You get to this point where it's like all these things are just starting to pile up, and you're like, okay, dude, I've defended you as as far as I can. You know, yeah. I I think he's absolutely handsome. I think he's he's got the potential, but there is some block that's keeping him from progressing the way he needs to progress. And yeah. 
this yeah. is a short-sighted business you know it it wants results now unfortunately and we're i'm i'm really scared about pressuring trey into getting out there so soon though i just i and, really uh, do not want to break him no and but also the uncertainty doesn't help either of them yeah you know it's it it really doesn't it, it needs them to go right this is our guy the only the only way they can really go be, is is with trey and say right sorry jimmy You've got a really good career in modeling coming up because obviously exactly. is, a, is, <laughs> a beautiful, is a beautiful human being. Um, <laughs> but we're going to go with the we're going to go with the kid and you know mm-hmm. build it around Trey. Build the you know they've got a different skill set. Shanahan is supposed to be this offensive genius, but mm. he hasn't changed the playbook for apart from a, a few quarterback quarterback runs. He's not changed the playbook at all, and it's a different skill set. You know, he's got a bigger arm than Jimmy. We, when when do we ever try and extend the field? Someone right. like Ayoku's got good speed. You never. Yeah. When was the last time we, apart from the Debo Samuel touchdown the other week where it was a blown coverage, when do we ever try and extend the field? Ever? I, I think the, the problem with uh, uh, Kyle is he... He may he was maybe a genius, but uh, since three years... Uh, we see the same playbook. We see uh, we don't see any uh, genius in in the, his plays. It's always the yeah. same: run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, then throw some passes, and run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And if that doesn't work, he he doesn't find uh, a way to uh, outsmart the defensive coordinator of the other side. Because people see it coming. It's like delayed draws on third and long. What the oh hell, man? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Jiminy Christmas. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or runs on third down. Every time I see a run on third down, yeah. I could puke. Especially yeah. when it's a third and long. Yeah. And you're just like, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Unless it's like a toss sweep, you know, and everybody pulls out and you kind of go, we're just going to outnumber yes. you out there and you've got a chance. Yeah. But exactly. anything anything inside or, you know, between the tackles or up the gut is just... But you can oh. see it coming. You can forecast and, it. And why do we always run the same damn play every single yeah. time? It's like we go, we run the ball up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, or off the left, off the left. But and it doesn't work. It doesn't work again. Oh, it doesn't didn't work again. Oh, it's not working again. It's like, come on, change it up. Give me a, fl- a pass out in the flat. Give me a, a, an end round. Give me hell. Give me a flea flicker. I don't yeah, care. Give me something yeah. different. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's what he did. Two thousand nineteen. He uh, put exactly. in some plays uh, that uh, were surprising. Uh, it's it might, I mean it's it's okay to have a basic playbook, but sometimes you have to uh, play uh, break out the, the good stuff. It's like he's made it so complicated. He's locked uh-huh. himself into this thing that he can't get out of. When really yeah. he needs to learn how to adjust in game, make those adjustments. That is the huge criticism. I think you've absolutely nailed it on the head, Cat. Is that if the plan A doesn't work? There, we just keep going with plan A. You and, chuck it and, and find something else. That's what yeah. you do. And, oh and defenses gosh. make adjustments to our attack. Like you say, we've started off with the ball well, but defenses mm-hmm. make adjustments. The the, the 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 offense has to adjust to the defensive adjustments and keep them on the back foot. We're just not yeah. doing it. We become predictable, so predictable. And I see the whole time I see people uh, crying about how bad the defense 
got under our new defensive coordinator, and I think it's Bullocks because oh, total um, bollocks. when when you are about ninety percent on the field, of course you get tired, of course you mm -hmm. make mistakes, uh -huh. and putting it on the new defensive coordinator i mean the same mistake they did under Saleh when they were too too long on the field well okay yeah. you know the, the the dpi is absolutely that's still an issue and it's an ongoing issue for years so it's not a new yeah. issue and i think we even said it last week the defense has been playing lights out they held the undefeated arizona or whatever they, they they held both to what arizona and seattle right yeah under 20 points in both of those games check my uh -huh. check my my facts yeah. here i'm trying i'm not remembering correctly um so they've been playing lights out they've just been making those stupid dpis that drive me absolutely insane and you know they drive me insane absolutely <laughs> and and do you know what i i owe somebody an apology because when i said that we've only had two players who've been balling out in I forgot about Aziz Al Shire as well, who's coming. Oh my God! Uh, He's the man. We, we, you know, I, I really thought the uh, Dre Greenlaw being out was going to really cost us, but and and even more in particular in the last game, he has really stepped up and he's starting mm -hmm. to make big plays. Well, and here we go. Let's talk penalties since we're on the uh -huh. subject. The Niners have uh. thirty-eight this season. Eighth, yeah. lo eighth lowest in the NFL. Note this will be affected by the bye week. Eleven of yeah. these were DPI. 11. That's the highest in the league, isn't it? Can you believe that? There were three other defensive pass interference penalties that have been that were declined by the opposing team. So, yeah, we have a pass interference problem. Obviously, you know, when you go and hug somebody before the ball gets there, you're going to get called for that. Um, uh, we've only forced four turnovers this season. So, yeah, okay, defensively, that is an issue. We all know Kat likes her pick sixes and stuff like uh -huh. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the bigger issue is the turnovers we are giving fumbles by Garoppolo, Samuel, and the two INTs last week certainly did not help at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're averaging 80.8 yards in penalty yards per game. <laughs> the only team since the, since the year 2000 to average 80 plus yards per game, the 2017 Seahawks, yeah, we want to be in the same sentence with them, and the 2011 Raiders. The Seahawks had 83.9 penalty yards per game in 2017, and the Raiders had 84.9 in 2011. Wow. Yeah, we reached the bad boy teams. We are setting records. Do you see the, the interesting stat that the DPI penalties on Sunday uh, accounted for 250 yards, and only two teams Shit. have gone over 300 yards for DPIs in a season? In the last oh. twelve years, and we we went two hundred fifty yards in one game. We're, we're going to hit a thousand DPI yards this year, aren't we? I <laughs> yeah. mean, that's that really feels like where we're going. I, I mean, <laughs> oh no, sorry, it wasn't. It was it wasn't in the game. It's in the for the season. Sorry, eleven DPI season. Okay, DPIs with two hundred fifty. Whoops, but we still got fifty of, yards to go. <laughs> some of those DPIs are ridiculous. Some, honestly, in my eyes, weren't DPIs. Others were so easy to spot as DPIs, like mm -hmm. uh, in the last game, the, the one when uh, Norman basically hucked the player yep. before the ball came in. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's uh, on one side an age problem uh, for uh, Norman and Kirkpatrick, but it's also a discipline problem. Uh, keep, the uh, keep the eye on the ball and not on the player. 
I'm going to throw this too back to practice because I don't think they practice that enough because I don't think they do enough practice, period. But, but, but Again, similarly, why, why is, why is, if Josh Norman is a walking yellow flag, why is he playing? Why Diomedo Lenoir was playing lights out. He was playing really, really well. And we signed Josh Norman, as I thought, as a cover. Eman came back and then Lenoir was pushed out. Again, it does, doesn't. I, it's baffling. I Absolutely have no baffling. Idea what, what's going on with this roster? I I don't get that. And we've been we were talking about Lenoir just a couple weeks ago. How great he's been doing. Yeah. So absolutely. Or Lenore. Sorry, his name is pronounced Lenore. Oh, is it Lenore? <laughs> yeah. Say it right. Say it right. Say it right. Cat, come on. Just because he had some growing pains in the Seattle and the Cardinals game, I don't see a reason why they don't play him anymore. Unless he's badly strained it or something. That's the only thing uh, I can think of. And they're not telling us. Okay, okay, last thing I want to say in this game, this game saw the 120th turnover for the 49ers since Kyle Shanahan arrived as coach in 2017. Oh Only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have more with 127. Those wow. 120 turnovers in the Shanahan era with the 49ers have turned into 397 points by the opposition, the most in the league since 2017. We, like you said, the, the 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 toughest opponent that we come up against every 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 season every and week. every week is the 49ers. Yep. And yeah. we talk about it every year, don't we? Yeah, we just beat ourselves. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Ugh. All right, let's move on to the group questions. Yes, uh, yes. I had to pare down a few of them, you guys, um, just because we keep I keep finding that we're recording long. So <laughs> apologies <laughs> if your question doesn't make it. Uh, Nathaniel James, what has happened since 2019-2020? And following this, what do the cast believe will be a time frame to when we are competitive postseason team? It's, yeah, it's tough, exactly. It's, it's t- well, you know, nothing's nothing's happened since 2019, 2020, other than just rinse and repeat, really. Apart from, like you say, that's that 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 Super Bowl run. It's just been it's been it's been the same. Um, as far as a time frame when we can be competitive again, it's a tough one because are we, will we be competitive with with this coaching coaching team and and and, and back office? Um, I, I always I've, when we got Lynch and Shanahan, I was I was I was cock a hoop, but it's not really panned out apart from twenty nineteen. Do we need to move on? Do we need some fresh thinking? Do we do we, does does Kyle need an offensive coordinator and just let him be the head coach? You know we've said it for a while. Um, it's a tough one to answer that, to be fair. Great question, though. Michael, do you yeah. have anything to say? I uh, First of all, I have no clue what cockerloo means, but <laughs> I think I, I think the same. Um, cockerloo uh, it means excited. <laughs> I, I see. But, um, yeah, I, I don't see us in a Super Bowl window uh, for some time if we don't turn some stuff around like uh, the game planning yeah kevin herbert trey sermon why don't we throw the football more and is samuel our only wide receiver 
Um, yeah, well, we've kind of we kind of covered that one, didn't we? Um, kind of, uh, but what, what, Trey Sermon. Know. Yeah, what you know, I don't understand why he's not getting reps. I mean, he had a he had a, a bad a fumble on a he got a concussion, didn't he? If you remember rightly, he got his head stoved into the ground. Um, but I don't understand now, I why thought he's he had not passed there. concussion protocols. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He, you know, if he's getting judged on that fumble, it would it would have been harsh because obviously it was in in the, he was getting knocked out at the time. Um, and like I said, some, some, everything seems to go through Samuel. Yes, he's the hot hand, but obviously all teams need... It's like George Kittle. All teams need to do is just cover him, double cover him, and, and the ball isn't going anywhere else. I, I think uh, with Ayuk and Sermon, the problem is if you are in Shanahan's doghouse, you are in his doghouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We see the same with Pettis, who is really improving at New York. And didn't get a foot in the game in San Francisco anymore. No, and you need you need game time to be able it's like with any with any sport. You can't just be out for a, a few days or or be out for a couple of weeks and then just come in and expect it to be a hundred percent. You need game time. You need to you need to play to, mm-hmm. to get your confidence up and to get your you know, to sharpen your skills so to speak. Rich Brunkle, will this team ever be healthy? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> Not until we address our strength and conditioning and our our, tra- our practice uh, uh, issues. I don't think we'll be healthy. Paul Marsh, should this loss put to bed any idea that we are still competing this year? If yes, should we ditch Jimmy and the vets on one-year deals and play the rookies, good or bad, just to give them some experience before next season? Um, it's it's a tough one that I mean I, I I don't think we're competing I think that's pretty clear um, but the rookies will learn a lot from those vets on one year's deals it, it, whether that's on it, obviously not in in game time but you'd think on the practice field they would be you know learning you know passing wisdom on and you know teaching mm-hmm. teaching them their position so you know it's a, it, in theory it's a nice thought but. I don't necessarily think it would it would work or help. Um, you could perhaps give them more game time, absolutely, um, but, but 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 keep them around. I I didn't hear the fat lady sing, so I <laughs> not giving up the season yet. <laughs> exactly, I haven't started singing yet, so don't give up. <laughs> and actually, I have been saying on Twitter it is far too early in this season to be giving up. Yes, it doesn't look good. But it's the 49ers, you know. They could they could turn it around. Who knows? I mean, you never know. <laughs> I mean, that's why they play the game. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sit, end it that way. <laughs> yeah. Gareth Smith asks, does the panel think there will be any movement by the trade deadline, ins or outs? If so, what would be the needs slash preferences? Um, it's tough. Uh, defensive back probably. Um, I, I, yeah, probably. Def- I, I can't see there being any, but um, a DB. If if we if based, it's who's out there and who's available, and do they make us better mm-hmm. uh, at this mm-hmm. late juncture? Most of the decent players, unless there's a um, sort of a contract thing, you know. I, I I was I was absolutely amazed that we didn't go for Stefan Gilmore. Absolutely amazed. <laughs> Whether it was a cap space thing or not, I don't know. But you know, players of that caliber don't come up that often. Um, and yeah, he was injured until what well, he's out until sort of week was it week six or something like that. So he would have been coming back, but mm-hmm. he would have been a brilliant pickup if we'd have been able to get uh, him. 
I don't think that we will do any trade. I mean, if we would have done, we we would have before, as you said, when Gilmore was available or CJ Henderson was available, but we sat on that and I don't think that they will do any uh, trade. Um, if they, however, trade uh, Jimmy, you know that they are giving up the season. Yeah. Deepak Gohill has a test for us. Oh, great. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Rank my reasons why we are a car wreck from one to five, and feel free to add your own. So yeah. here are his uh, contributions. Number yeah. one, Jimmy G failed experiment. It is no longer a debate. Number two, woeful talent acquisition and depth chart management. Number three, non-existent player and personnel slash discipline management. Number four, poor play calling and head coaching duties. Number five, disgruntled locker room. For injuries, C.3. <laughs> so, rank his reasons. There are his reasons. Feel free to add your own. What do you guys think? I, w I would say uh, number one for me would be uh, number three. The, the discipline, then uh, number five would be number two, but mm. because I think uh, the whole Trey Garoppolo uh, situation, uh, yeah, put a break <laughs> in our locker room, but because you hear some are for Garoppolo, some are for Trey, and that never should happen. And then uh, on three, Jimmy. On four, the talent acquisition. And the play calling on five. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably go three for number one as well, uh, Michael. I think okay. um, player and personnel management. I think I think you could say that disgruntled locker room falls into that. Um, I would, but I, but for me, four would be number two. Poor, poor player calling and head mm -hmm. coach and head coach duties. I think um, I think we have the talent. I think Jimmy Jimmy G field experiment would be number three. I think. Okay. Um, uh, and then the talent because we have got talented players we mm, have we do. depth chart management i don't know whether sort of playing playing people who are fit or, or spelling people comes under that or whether that would come under player and 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 personnel uh sorry player personnel and, and discipline management but yeah i think you've done it it's a good list deepak and i think that you've probably <laughs> nailed all five points are very 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 valid and you very know much so and all massively important, and I think you've kind of encompassed the reasons why we're perhaps uh, a car wreck, um, <laughs> certainly compared to what we all envisaged before the start of the season, because we were all yeah. pretty excited. And um, we're certainly feeling like we were during the Chip Kelly, Jim Tom Sula era. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not quite that bad, but, but yeah, I know you're we just, The only difference is we have better players. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> which is which is why I, you know, I, I put talent acquisition and um, sort of lower down because we have got some, we have got some really, really good players. You know, Nick Bosa is a blue chipper, absolute blue chipper. You know, um, oh, cry, come on, brain's gone, absolute brain's gone. Uh, Fred it's Warner, Fred Warner, Fred Warner oh, is yeah. an absolute blue chipper. Yeah, George absolutely. Kittle is still a blue chipper, but he can't stay healthy. Mm -hmm. um, you know that's that's a start. That's starting to be a worrying trend. Is that 
you know, George Kittle. It really, really annoys me. You know, it was National Tight End Day, wasn't it, last weekend as well? And he couldn't and even play. That's he couldn't even play. And and I'm fed up of saying, oh, he's the he's the best tight end. And um, you know, uh, Zach Ertz is good. And the guy from Kansas City, I can't remember his name. He's irrelevant. <laughs> Travis anyway. Kelsey. Uh, yeah. yeah, Travis Kelsey is is the number one tight end. We all know on his day when he's fit and healthy, there isn't a comparison. George Kittle is the best tight end in football, oh, exactly. but he's not if he's if he's uh, injured. Yeah, you can't call it that if he's injured. Absolutely. <laughs> Stephen Box, did the ridiculous challenge flag from the from Kyle show us just how scrambled his thinking currently is? Yeah, hundred percent. Great big yes. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Because I was, it was baffling. Like, dude, what are you doing? You've, you've, yeah. you've completely lost the plot. <laughs> uh- I, I have to say no here because he never got this challenge flag thing. Uh, since he is here, he wasted so many challenge flags, uh, not only this one. Uh, so I don't put it on his mindset now. I put, put it on his general mindset. Okay. Or maybe he just doesn't understand how challenge is supposed to help us, not hurt us. <laughs> yeah. That could be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Lyon, away from the actual game, is this our biggest issue? The point of each draft, the draft each year, is to improve your team, fill needs with young and cheap players. From fourth round and below, special teams contributions are expected with first team performance as a bonus. Picks in rounds three and above should be able to contribute immediately, if not start games. How are we expected to improve from last season with such little production from our top four draft picks? Well, I think number one, they got to play, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And I know Aaron Banks hasn't seen much action. Uh, Mark also shared a tweet from Josh Dubrow, who's the AP writer in Alameda. Here's what the 49ers got out of their 2021 day two draft picks last night. Second rounder, Aaron Banks, active but remains with zero snaps this season. Third, Trey Sermon, 11 snaps, special teams, zero on offense. Third, Ambry Thomas, a healthy scratch. Yeah, beggar's belief. They're all, position, they're all positions of need as well, aren't they, really? And positions we've been talking about. Uh-huh. And complaining about. Yeah, Trey, Trey <laughs> Sermon. I was, I, when we picked up Trey, Trey Sermon in the third round, I thought we got an absolute steal. I really did. I'd, I'd watched him for Ohio State and I thought, this dude's a beast. And we're all dead excited, and he's he's hardly played. Ambry Thomas, yeah. I haven't seen much of, but you know he can't be any worse or, or any worse than Josh Norman, who looks like a, an old age pensioner out there, you know, and he's hanging on to receivers for dear life so they don't run round him. Um, and I, I know the offensive line we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's a position. It's a position of need, particularly if Trent Williams is out. At at the moment, I would. I would put in Aaron Banks on right guard, yeah. shift uh, Brunskill to the outside, and let uh, McGlinchey think a little bit about his performance. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. See, we've just solved all your offensive line problems. Kyle, listen to us. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we need to we need to start posting the podcast on Twitter and tagging him in it. There you and go. That's, there I you try. Go, yeah, whenever I know it's hit, I try to share it on Twitter so that my yeah. I think I'm up to 114 followers know about it. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's move on from all of that and um, take a look at uh, this week's game. We're going to Chicago, where apparently they're expecting heavy rains. Right. 
Again. Excellent. Again. Woohoo! Uh, the Niners lead the all-time series 34-32-1, with the Niners losing five of the last visits to Chicago. The last meeting was a 14-9 win for the Bears in Week 16 of 2018 when they came to Santa Clara. Three Robbie Gold field goals, the only time the Niners troubled the scoreboard. The Bears were trounced by the Buccaneers last week in Tampa, 38-3, giving them a 3-4 and record, good for third in the NFC North. Do you think they might be a little mad coming home this week? Maybe. <laughs> You'd hope so. I say if we are losing to Justin Fields, uh, we deserve losing because he really plays bad. Well, we've been playing pretty bad ourselves, so. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said if we are losing to to him, we really deserve losing. The, 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 the problem you've got is that if he balls out on Sunday, how many, uh, myself included, how many Niners fans are going to be like, damn, because I wanted us to trade for, I wanted yeah. us to get Justin Fields oh. in the draft. Gotcha. Honestly, <laughs> so it'd be uh, gotcha. <laughs> Honestly, I want I wanted Fields over trade, over uh, over trade, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care, <laughs> to be honest. I don't watch college ball, so I don't know all these kids until they get into the NFL. <laughs> I, I only saw uh, Fields in the championship games for college. Uh, mm -hmm. Before that, I didn't watch much college too, uh, too. We only have one college game per week here in Germany. Oh, wow. Well, offensively, the Bears are 30th in the NFL, averaging 14 points per game and 32nd in total yardage with an average of 255 yards per game. Hmm. The Niners sit 19th at 22.5 points per game and 18th in total yardage at 353. So, again, we said this, we keep saying this, on paper, the Niners look like they can be competitive. Look, we, we, we should. We should beat the Bears. But I don't say with that, with that, with that any confidence whatsoever. We should well, we beat, should we should have beat beaten the Colts. Yeah, well, we made Carson Wentz look like Prime Damarino, didn't we? Yeah. Well, and we have the habit of doing that. That's what yeah. scares me, is that we're going to make Justin Fields look like he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, he'll be, he'll be Russell Wilson incarnate, no doubt, on Sunday. Oh, my God. We need more than uh, one or two offensive drives per game, uh, mm -hmm. like against the Colts. We had two good drives, and everything else was... Uh... Bollocks. It was bollocks. <laughs> Did I use that correctly, Simon? Uh, yes. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I got total, to use cranky and, last week, so I thought I'd continue the tradition. <laughs> it's it's good if you if you if you precursor it with total and utter. So total, it's total and, and utter, utter bollocks. bollocks. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Just strengthens it a touch. <laughs> Sentence enhancers, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> Well, on the plus side, Chicago have only scored thirteen or three passing touchdowns this season. So maybe we can defend the pass. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't. No, we can't. Well, wasn't Kevin Herbert posting our new defensive back in the group? Oh, the I one with the yellow coloring? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The flag, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Our new defensive back. <laughs> well, let's see. We talked about third downs earlier. Chicago have only converted 31% of their third downs. The Niners have converted 
31% of theirs. Um, <laughs> the Niners have one interception this season. Only the Jets are worse with zero. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this is concerning. Chicago has 21 sacks this season. The most in the NFL uh, tied with the Vikings. The Niners only have 12 sacks this season. And Bosa's back, and Bosa's been playing strong. Yeah, yes, but it's it's easy to double team him when there's nothing coming from the other side. True. Um, you know, but Khalil Smith is on uh, was put on IR today. Khalil Mack. Uh, Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and but they still have Rock and Smith, so yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Rock and Smith's a good player. The Bears have scored more than twenty points just once this season, and that was versus the Lions and only have 10 offensive touchdowns in seven games. The 49ers have scored more than 21 points just twice this season and have been held to under 20 during th in three games. Holy Toledo. Yeah, that's not good enough. So, I don't know what you guys think. I know at the time we got these stats, the Niners were opening as a three-and-a-half-point favorite for the game. Wow. I don't... I'd, take, I'd take that. I mean, okay, <laughs> but I I don't have a lot of faith anymore, guys. I don't like the word favorites in this one. I think that, that, that Chicago are more likely to lose than we are, or more but likely to give it away. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> yeah, I don't think any team is actually going to win it, but it, well, the one team's just not going to lose it as much as the other one. <laughs> With Robbie Gold, I would see the three points. Um, but, oh, yeah, uh, but Sly, I man. wasn't so sure about Sly last week. Yeah. And we really have no other options. So mm. what are you guys looking for in this game? A plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know I know. Kyle Shanahan has said that it's going to be Jimmy. I'd love for that to be a smokescreen. Um I'd like to see Trey Lance. I'd like to see him adopt the playbook to really suit Trey Lance. Um, I'd like to see everything that we've talked about that we're not seeing. I'd like to see, but just just yeah. a bit of effort, just a bit of effort and just something different. I think. Mm -hmm. Different, definitely. Yeah. I hope to see uh, Jimmy get his head out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I have two minutes on the clock. Are you ready to play the two-minute drill? Absolutely ready. Never. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Michael, is our problem not with identifying talent, but coaching it up? I think it's both. Simon, the defense in the last two weeks has played at the levels of 2019. Do you think we are better now? No. Michael, would you rather coach employ an offensive coordinator underneath him, which we do have one. Or, and, or him just step down and be the offensive coordinator? Uh, I would like to see Kyle step down and get a real head coach who knows what to do as a head coach. Okay. Simon, are the fan base right to be calling for a change? Yeah, I think I think it, it's uh, it's gone on long enough. Michael, what do you think we would get in return for a trade for Jimmy? Um... Is, uh, is there something worse than a seventh round pick? No, I think <laughs> six, six or sevens uh, because of his contract. Two hot dogs and a large beer. There you go. 
<laughs> that's about all anybody would be able to afford anymore. Uh, Simon. Now, this is written from Neil's perspective. In Neil's opinion, Trey has looked the best prospect of all the drafted quarterbacks. So should, in theory, develop into our generational quarterback. Are we worried Coach Shanahan doesn't have the skills to improve him? Well, I I don't think we can answer that properly until Trey's been given a proper chance. He's He's started one game. Um, you know, we need, need to needed to, needs to start three or four or five before we start to see him if there is any development. And then, I mean, it is a worry, but you know, he, he's apparently um, Trey Lance is a very very studious kid, and he wants to learn. So um, hopefully, he'll take it upon himself to develop himself. But we'll see. And we are out of time. Thank you guys for playing. Awesome. And I do want to remind everybody, we do have the Niner Empire Great Britain shop on Redbubble. Just go to Redbubble and search Niner Empire Great Britain and look check out some, some of the neat merchandise we put up there. Uh, well, if that is everything, I think it's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Go Niners. Goodbye. Go Niners. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Andrew Mitchell, Daryl Nils-Hanman, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Rob Newell, Kev Nyland, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Stephen Box, and Graham Ross for all that they do in the group and on the show. Apologies to anyone I may have missed. Thank you to all in the group who continually contribute, whether it's in the game day thread or the sharing of other content. We'd love to have you on the show. Just let us know. You can message any of the admins in the group or email us. Or you can check out the calendar under announcements in the Facebook group and sign up for a date. I'll contact you via Messenger and we'll make further arrangements. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire Great Britain. Don't forget to check out the blog, which is available on your favorite podcast app. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. On behalf of Simon Holdsworth and Michael Wandy, I'm Kat Victorino. You have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Go Niners!